Hey, 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 welcome back to the What Happened Yesterday podcast. Today on our show, we're speaking to one of the greatest of all time as a gardener from Geelong, Australia. Let's get it started. And we are, I think I think we're recording. We're recording. Hey, as a gardener, how are you, buddy, this morning? I am good, my friend. Good. Just uh, coming back off uh, the, the weekend. And uh, obviously, you know what I'm like, mate. Love to have a chat to you, especially on a Monday morning. A little jealous that uh, I'm sitting here at school and you're just sitting at home recording your podcast. But, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, I'm about to get a green tea. And then um, I think I've got, <laughs> I've got one half hour class today. How many have you got? Uh, I've got, I'm not going to lie, I love my Monday, so I've got a bit of planning time this morning and then just three one-hour classes uh, for today with, with my juniors, so I do love a bit of time with my juniors. Yeah, before we start, did you get a surf in this morning? I didn't, mate. I, uh, do you know what? Quiet weekend, so winter's supposed to be our, uh, our, our swell period, but um, I think the forecast read this weekend flat as a pancake, if I remember <laughs> rightly, so... I got it. I got one Friday night after school, and I did get one very early Saturday morning. But um, nothing, nothing Sunday. And I, I do have two kids at home, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, my days to to get them ready and make sure the wife gets off to work easy enough. But Thursday, Friday morning, mate, I will be out there. Oh, nice. I might have to dust the old three-two wetsuit off and come out with you at some point. Mate, I tell you what, she's getting cold. The four-three might be uh, what what's needed at, at present. I might have to wear a three-two and my triathlon suit at the same time. <laughs> well, I'm not going to lie, mate. I've got the uh, I'm pop, popping the three-two, but a two-mil vest with a hood underneath at the moment. <laughs> and I've never been a man to wear booties, but I'm uh, after Friday night. I'm actually contemplating going to get some booties. Oh, dead set. You might be going uh, out in a onesie on top as well. <laughs> <laughs> Turn forty soon, mate. I and the body's starting to feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, buddy, um, for those people that uh, know you and know you really well, they generally know where you live, but. Uh, for those that are listening to this and uh, going, who is this unbelievably sexy looking bloke on the other side of the screen? Not that in a podcast you can tell, but I can paint this I was going to say, they're clearly not looking at a picture if you're saying <laughs> those sort of things. Uh, where are you teaching, mate? And where are you in the world? Yeah, so I am uh, lucky enough to be, and, and obviously Andy being the... Uh, the worldwide phenomenon that he is in, in physical education. I am lucky enough to be literally 10 minutes down the road from him. So um, been lucky enough to work with this, this amazing human pretty closely for the last, oh, what's it been now, mate? Six or seven years. We've yeah, been about seven, I reckon. We've been yeah. together for a while now. And um, yeah, I'd like to say I was a young buck when he spotted me, but I wasn't too young, younger than him. So that's Get my hair on your face then, mate. Yeah, yeah still, mate. I still have my hair on my face at age 40, so we're, uh, we're good. Um, and, yeah, he's, he's sort of, I guess, taken me under his wing and we've done a lot of things. Travelled over there to meet some of those wonderful people in the States together and, 
Yeah, so Armstrong Creek is the school in Geelong. Um, it's a, I don't know how to put it, but it's a, it's the only one of its kind um, in Australia currently. Um, so we, we are we are a mainstream education school as well as a special ed campus, but the kids are completely integrated. Um, so our special ed kids and our mainstream kids learn together. So I get a real mixed bag of kids when it when come to PE, um, but love every minute of it. The support here and the, the the leadership team we have is yeah nothing short of exceptional. So and and the educators we have here are first class. So feel yeah, very that. privileged, mate, to be to be working here and with such amazing people. And obviously, ten minutes down the road from you because you give me a lot of yeah. a lot of help with what PE looks like in my school. That's what I love. I love that we're we're in the same town. I love your school. I, I actually refer to your school as the all ability school. Um, yeah. You know, because there, there is no disability. There is just extra ability, and um, yeah. and the kids that you come come to your classes give you that extra spice to be able to take your lessons. You know, a, a different way, and you know that merges really nicely into the second question I was going to ask you today, and it's all about. So I guess. What, what, your, what your lesson structures look like at the start of this year before COVID shut us down? Yeah, probably, probably no different to, to, I guess, how anyone's look, if, if that makes sense. I've yeah. just probably got to put a bit more thought into, and I don't even know whether that's the right way to put it. But well, let, let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. You walk into your... Uh, your area, your classroom, you have your class in front of you. Um, what makes you just go, pow, I'm on? Yeah, do you know what? Relationships with these kids. Um, and, and that's, that's the, and I know, I know most teachers will say that anywhere they are. They are but um, one thing I learned very quickly here, and I, I worked at a school for, for 11 years before I came over to, to this school, um, and a very... Um, Oh, again, I don't know what the word is, but a very a straight, mainstream, everyday school, you know, like you, you, you say jump and the kids say how high. I was really, it was beautiful school, beautiful kids. Um, probably didn't push my teaching as much as what I should have because the kids were so compliant and so beautiful. And I'm not saying the kids aren't here, but I have a beautiful bunch of kids here that are... Uh, um, super active and and really they come from some pretty interesting backgrounds and homes and um, just rela building relationships has been the key here with these kids and a lot of my a lot of my daily structures actually revolve around I'm, I'm on a, a, a team here called the positive climate for learning team um, our PBS team and um, a lot of my stuff is structured around um, our PBS school value structure. Um, obviously, building in the curriculum, but we have a big thing here about wanting to send our kids out into, I guess, the big wide world as great human beings. And, I, and I'm sure that's the same as every, every educator, but we have, yeah, I just have a real focus on... Um, so my goals for my kids are based around our positive climate for learning. Um, and then we break it down into the PE curriculum. So first and foremost though, it's, we, we look at 
what we think we're lacking um, around our school values. And that's, that's first and foremost what I built into my curriculum. And I guess everything else structures around that. So I don't know whether I explained that really well, yeah. but um, yeah, that's... No, that's it's amazing because you know that that that's certainly a strong philosophy philosophy of the SEL um, you know dynamics around the world at the moment and something that's I guess really prominent in the last couple of weeks that's been all over the TV but you know looking at how a child is going to feel about themselves and then take that learning and apply it to somebody else is first and foremost if they can do that first then catching and throwing a ball allows them to become social. Um, Absolutely. But I really, yeah, I really love that that's the, the number one priority and almost the whole focus of a lesson, eh? Well, I guess our philosophy here, and, and I think most teachers um, deep down have this, but, you know, the child's going to come in and learn if they're, if they're happy and feeling safe and supported at school. And we've really focused here as a school like we're only three years well we're two and a half years into mm-hmm. to building school it's a, it was a brand new school two years ago and that's been our huge philosophy and philosophy and the the underpinning theme for from our leadership has been if we get this right all the other stuff will will come and will follow and um i really think this year we're starting to see that um because we have really ingrained it with the staff that that if we can really get the kids wanting to come to school, happy, safe, supported, and we have seen that, and I know you're gonna ask about coming back from COVID, we have seen that from our kids on the other side of, of lockdown that the kids were so eager to get back to school and not just to see their friends, but to see the teachers and the staff because of the supportive nature. Mate, I, I can't tell you the amount of kids that as, and I don't want to use the word just the PE teacher here at school, but, but ultimately that's my role. The amount of welfare um, Zoom meetings I had with kids just because they wanted another adult to talk to was, yeah. was insane and was great though. And I ended up having a, a list of 10 kids that I would just check in with weekly um, off my own bat to see how they were doing. And the feedback from parents and, and the teachers of those kids, the, the classroom teachers of those kids has been huge. Um, it, it made such a difference. Yeah, that's huge. And that that's probably leads into our next one, which I was going to ask about is, you know, with that real positive nature and the positive climate that was interactive in person, how did you manage to uh, work with that in the eight weeks that we were away from um, students at school? Yeah, so probably again, the school's focus was around that um, that positive climate for learning. So, as as a team of of um, as a positive climate team, we actually looked at how we could um, negotiate, no, not negotiate, but how what it looked like at schools. So what did what did it look like at school, um, and then how could we make that adaptable for home and for parents to be able to use. So what, what did our values look like at school? How did we teach those through our curriculum? And how could we make that easy for parents and kids to understand at home? So first and foremost, before we even looked at what our literacy, our maths, our PE was going to look like at home, 
we we developed this beautiful site around our positive climate for learning and our school values and around what our core values were and what they were going to look like in a home sense. So we developed we um, developed this. Uh, platform on Google sites that parents could access. We shot little videos, um, put a whole heap of resources up um, and then sort of built everything else around that. So I, I had a little um, Google site for the specialist teachers that myself and the specialist teachers put together. Um, and we, we didn't push our kids to necessarily do the um, activity. So we were providing the kids with curriculum based activities weekly and we were meeting with the kids on a, um, Google, a Google Meet weekly each year level. Um, but my focus was solely on just being physically active and it didn't matter what that looked like. Yep, here's the curriculum stuff. Here's what you can do if you're needing a break from, from your everyday maths and literacy. But if you're not doing that, I, I want to know what you're doing that's keeping you physically active and building on your physical literacy. Um, and some of the things that kids were doing were, was um, in the last uh, probably six months. Um, so I was doing a lot of work with them and mate, the amount of bikes that were bought from, from kids and families at school was phenomenal. So we, we set some tasks just around getting out in the community um, with your family and riding your bikes. Um, so probably a big thing for us was our, our house cross country. We, we wanted to have a virtual house cross country. So we put together, together a little event um, and the kids were given the opportunity not to just go out and run the cross country, but they could basically com complete it any way they wanted to. And they just sent me, uh, a filled out a Google form of how they complete it. So I had some kids whose families weren't willing to go out into the community and walk around, which we completely understood. So I set them a task, you know, something simple. If you had a trampoline, you've got to do 500 bounces on the trampoline. Um, and the kids would take a little video of themselves doing that. Now, the uptake of that for a house cross country was absolutely nothing short of phenomenal. Um, and it really blew us away. And I guess it helps when you've got the classroom teachers were on board. They, they shot little videos um, singing house um, house tunes and, and yeah, it was just, it was unbelievable. So it, it was just about keeping the community community, even though we weren't at school. Um, and that was a big focus for us. So we think we pulled it off pretty well. Um, we're not saying everything went perfectly, but as a school, we were really happy with, with what we've done and the uptake we've had from families and kids with, with our, um, remote teaching. Yeah, I love that because then, well, what it did is I guess it's it's traded off um, back to, again, that stronger connection of a community because you realised and, and parents and, and families and kids realised that um, in a crisis, you didn't let them go. And, you know, the, the, the some of the kids that you have in that school um, that's part of the trauma. Um, Pat Nobham, when a crisis hits, someone flees. So yeah. uh, it's a credit to yeah. your whole staff. How, many, how yeah. many staff do you have there? So we're up to about 65 now, mate. So we started oh, with, I think we started with 22. And yeah, we've just, we've just gone over 65. So it's, it's not easy. And I know, I know there's guys, uh, there's teachers out 
the teach at bigger schools, but it's, it's not easy. And, and one thing our leadership did sensationally well um, among lots of things, but was keep the staff together as a community and keep everyone on the same page. So yeah. they, they just did a brilliant job of that. And, and I think that really helped with, with the broader community, mate. So, um, yeah, I, I couldn't, couldn't be more proud of the staff here and, and what they achieved yeah, in, in the nine weeks we were at home. That's huge. Now, tell me a little bit about coming back because we've been back now three weeks. It's our fourth week back. And yep. um, uh, what does, I guess, education immediately, um, what, what does it look like in your school? Because there, is, there are a number of our listeners out there that are, um, this is the bit that's creating a bit of anxiety and stress to them about what it's going to look like. So I know we spoke a little bit off air how, how it looks and, and that's replicated at my school as well. But um, yeah, let's, let's share what it looks like in your school. Yeah, I think we were lucky, mate, uh, again, and I reckon it comes down to um, the, the group of people around you. And I know, Andy, you and I started having discussions a couple of weeks out when we knew we were coming back about what it would look like. And I think the one thing you said to me that really got me thinking was, let's just continue with, with what we're doing, um, but, but in, a, in a life sense, because yes, we, we had a good take up, but there was also a lot of kids that we don't know how much of what we put out there for them they'd actually done. So we've really spent the last two weeks, and um, we've got two weeks left, just consolidating what we wanted to teach online, um, but just in a real life sense format. Um, so my kids this week are actually, at, we've been given no restrictions for the kids. So adults are still expected to, um, adults are still expected to socially distance, but for, as far as our governments um, and state education departments told us, our kids don't have to, but as a, as a parent myself, you still, you still have some concerns. So I guess we're doing our best um, with what we can do. So my kids, uh, especially my older grades are developing their own games. So we're doing like a PE expression session around target games, um, which was our big focus while they're away. Um, and so the kids are generally using with a small group, their own equipment and I've just been labeling that for the last few weeks that no other groups are using that equipment. Um, I'm not going to say that that's also been perfect. There has been some crossover, um, but our kids, again, the expectation is, and I think we're over sanitizing, I'm not going to lie, yeah. but um, they, they sanitize when they walk out of the classroom on their way to me. They sanitize when they walk into the gym. So they've sanitized twice in the space of two minutes by the time yeah. we've got to their class and then they sanitize on the way out. And um, I'm not going to lie, I've actually got more concerns around eczema and stuff at how much they are sanitizing it's uh my son's actually having some issues with his hands just because they are so clean and the expectation around how much he's sanitizing so yeah there's a um, lot of alcohol on kids hands eh? there's a lot mate there's a lot so but the kids have been great you know what the kids are coming in and that's probably the one thing i'm i'm finding amazing the kids are coming in really um i guess skilled up and and knowledgeable around what what it needs to look like without me having to necessarily push it. Um, 
they've taken a lot of ownership and leadership around that themselves. So um, we just sort of, I just divide the gym into four little areas and the kids are developing their games. Um, to be brutally honest, mate, I've never taught outside more than what I have since we've been back. And that's yeah. in, it's a difficult here. You know what Geelong's like weather-wise, but um, we've been pretty lucky the last couple of weeks. We've had some real solid autumn days with yeah. sun. I reckon I got um, sunburned. So I think in the last two weeks, mate, I've been maybe inside for one session. Yeah. Um, so that's also made it a lot easier. And that's probably a big thing, mate, coming back. I, you, I've come from a, a school that had a multi-purpose room, you know. So on the wet days and stuff, it was really hard to teach PE. And then coming to here where I've got a gym and a half, um, yeah. Yeah, you get stuck in ways of, oh, it's too hot to go outside. It's too cold to go outside. It's too windy to go outside. Whereas that's probably been the biggest change for me in the in the last four weeks. Do you know what? We can manage this. We can yep. we can manipulate. We can be flexible with our lessons, depending on the weather. So I've spent a lot more time outside. And do you know what? The kids have been amazing and have really enjoyed yeah. it. So I think that's the thing. And I know you had a big thing where you last year or at the start of this year you weren't going to teach inside. Your big thing was kids yeah. outside yeah and I think I'm going to take that on board mate and and really try and get the kids out as often as possible yeah yeah well that and that's a great thing because you know what one of the guidelines there at the health um body the the state body is that uh the doors of the classroom are to remain open um yeah. so we've got to reduce the heat in the room so you know it's just it's just fresh air fresh air fresh air and you know I've been the same that um teaching outdoors uh it's it comes down you know it's a choice but it's a choice not kids make it's a choice teacher makes um Absolutely. and um so i just prepared myself went and bought a pair of pants believe it or not love uh, my pants. hey can can uh can back you up on that one also went and bought my first pair of tracksuit pants for <laughs> pe and have come in very much in handy in the last two weeks yeah i'll just do a little shout out to uh lululemon thank you i love you i uh, love it um, but, <laughs> so I, don't, um, I, don't have, I don't have the sponsorship by, uh, so I'll just do a shout out to my wife for letting me go and buy a pair. <laughs> yeah, we just know when Lily Lemon comes on board. Um, but um, that, that's the thing that uh, is teaching outside with that fresh air. But then the kids learn that, you know what, I can do this at home. So um, what, what you're, you're teaching there is that not only that motivation um, and competence to move forward, but then the kids can replicate that. So you're drip feeding that physical literacy continuum yeah. but at the same time that anxiety and stress comes down because they've realized that hey i've engaged with others and i haven't got sick so i'm okay yeah. i've shared equipment and i haven't got sick yeah and i reckon you just nailed it in one though but that that it's amazing to see kids and, and i reckon this is something i really took from from the remote learning so the kids that i was able to have these conversations with online very rarely did they sit still to talk to me yeah. and not once did that bother me but i had kids juggling a soccer ball still in deep conversation with me you know i had girls bouncing on the trampoline still in deep conversation with me around what they'd been doing kids that had gymnastics mats out in the backyard and were cartwheeling while they were talking to me yeah. i had a little boy mate that was getting on his bike and he was in the court and he'd talk to me for five minutes and he'd say aaron watch this and he'd shoot out on his bike and he'd go and do a jump, you know, off his gutters in the thing. And then he'd yeah. come back. Did you see that, Aaron? So, mate, I got to learn so much about these yeah. kids. In fact, one, one little girl, um, she was doing some cheerleading videos online. And I asked her, I said to her, can you send me that? 
and I'm going to do something for you. I said, I'm going to get my son and we're going to shoot our own cheerleading video to one of yours. So Archer and I watched one of the cheerleading videos, followed the routine, filmed the video and sent it back to this girl and said, I promised you if you, you know, if you were able to, and I didn't know this, I didn't know this about this girl. I didn't know that that was what yeah. she did and that was her interest. Um, yeah. Quiet, gorgeous little girl um, in grade six. You know, if you don't ask the questions, you don't know. And I actually got to learn so much more. And that's, I guess, probably the other thing is to, I know you can't get to know everything about everyone. You know, we're over 600 students here now. And, but you know what? You, you need to, you need to, you need to push yourself to get to know as much about as many kids as you can, because they've all got so much to share and so much to give. And, and that's, I learned so much about so many children that I didn't, didn't, know about them yeah. through our conversations in remote learning that's what i love that i love that so much that you um you had that conversation the kids showed that so i'm going to lend this into our, our last question and i'm going to change this around a little bit is that the lessons you've learned from your kids how can you now take advantage full advantage of that to become for i guess to foster their inner best version of themselves they possibly can yeah, well, do you know what? We've always said here, um, and this has been, a, again, and I'll bring everything back to our positive climate for learning. Student voice has been a big, big thing of a safe and supportive environment here. And I guess, you know, having, oh, I think I'm running into almost 10 years of teaching PE and you can get stuck in your ways. And yeah. that I guess that's been a big, big thing of working with you, mate, is always pushing me to change things. But probably the student voice around things here. Um, you know, I've always got someone in to do things like gymnastics or um, I've got, you know, you've pushed me with dance and I really want to, I guess, break out of the mold. And mm. if, if I can do these things for kids at home for a bit of fun, why, why can't we do it here with the kids at school um, and really push what I'm doing with my curriculum. So, that's actually my focus for for next term. So we're looking at, um, I've just been given a, some money um, from the Ride the School Network. So we're looking at putting in a really solid outdoor ed bike head program. Yeah. Um, which we haven't had up and running here. Um, I'm looking at a, a gymnastics unit um, and not getting anyone in to do it. I'm going to run it myself. So we're buying some all new equipment there. So just really pushing myself with where we're at, but, but having the kids have a good say in what, yeah. what we're doing is obviously it needs to follow the curriculum and, but really having the kids take some ownership over what our lessons look like and, and, and being flexible, mate, I guess, like not being so rigid with, you know, this is what I've got to cover. This is what I'm doing, but being flexible in how we cover it because we can be flexible yeah. here in Victoria. Our curriculum's pretty, pretty broad our, our curriculum statements with what we can do and how we do it. So just making sure that we're really pushing what we're doing with the kids and, and they've got some ownership over it. Yeah, I love that. That student voice and agency fitting into the FISO model. So for those that are listening, um, just Google Department of Education Victoria FISO, F-I-Z-O. Uh, no, F-I-S-O, um, apologies there. And you'll see what Aaron's talking about there, but the um, the student voice and agency is so important. But to get kids to fall in love with physical education that they own, 
um, we'll always be able to answer the, the government's curriculum somehow for that. Yeah. But it's trying to define physical education and what it looks like for the Armstrong Creek community, not what yeah. it looks like for, you know, around the country. Um, for yep, anyone absolutely. else, it's, it's your curriculum. And, you know, I absolutely. really love that. And, you know, being able to break that mould and get the kids to almost navigate those lessons but set them up yep. week to week is really, really a credit to you. Do you know, and I probably should have done, when I was talking about um, the, the, the virtual cross-country, probably the big thing around this whole COVID thing and without discrediting anyone in the States, because they're always throwing out amazing things, the teachers over there, I feel like the Aussie teachers have really stepped up um, and stepped up in their Twitter game and, and what they're throwing out there. I, I think <laughs> the Americans have led the world in that. And there's no, you know, and not just the Americans, but the teachers in the international schools abroad, you know, you, you know who I'm talking about, the yeah. names that we're forever discussing and, but, you know, Blokes like James Will and um, I, I probably need to go through, but there's so many guys, you know, Schultz's been pushing the game. Christina, mate, her videos that, that she did at home were nothing short of sensational. And, yeah. you know, Brandon, what they, that... they did it for the right reasons, mate. There was never anything... Um, ben Clark, mate, there's, there's, oh, there's too many to name, you know, oh, yeah, like this. But they've just... They just stepped the game up for Aussie Phys Ed. Um, and, mate, their, their kids and their schools, you just know that they've they've been given the best of, of Australian physical education because, mate, I was sitting on there just watching Twitter go with some of the stuff they were putting out for their kids and just nothing short of absolutely flawed. Yeah, it was crazy, um, wasn't it? And I remember seeing um, Brandon Bull up in Burley Heads there um, teaching his kids in the bush, um, you know, yep. he lives right in the right on the edge of the bush, and you know he's got his kids up up the trees and um, yeah, you know, around the bush, and um, but, you know, it's, but, but even teachers, you know, like we 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 push Twitter and we know, but mate, I've got a couple of couple of friends, and I have a neighbour, Josh Carraher. He um he he he's not a um, social. Uh, media person he and he's, he, he actually hates it <laughs> he'd never put anything up you know but mate i guess i got to have so many professional discussions with him because we live across the road from each other and mate he was just putting things out for the kids that were, were nothing short of sensational um and his his uptake um and i'm due to speak to a couple of people from we, we, and you know we're just discussing this movosity app uh, that, that shawnee has has being sort of onto us about mate, nothing short of amazing, mate, with with some of the things he was doing with his kids and and his yeah. uptake. We looked at his data and how many kids had uptake and what he'd been doing with his kids. And he had like over a 90% uptake of of kids doing the session and and handing stuff back to That's him. Incredible. And it was phenomenal. Yeah. And yeah. It's just a credit to those those guys and girls that have have just, I think, taken physical education here to another level. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I just think it's um, it's such a wonderful, you know, in, in a weird way, it's a it's a great thing that's happened because we're able to break the mould of where we were and recreate a you know, a different um, entity, and then come back with all this new passion and new new desire because we've learned all these brand new skills. 
Yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Could, could not agree more. So I'm, I'm excited to see where we head from here, like you said, with that last question. I'm, I'm hoping people, and I, I had this discussion with my wife, who's a STEM teacher over the weekend. Um, I'm hoping people don't slip into um, the old ways. And not saying the old ways were, were bad, but we, we have had to think outside the box and we have had mm -hmm. to push ourselves um, right across the education system, not just in physical education. Um, and I know that's one thing that our leadership team are pushing here, that we don't want to slip back in to the old. We want to keep pushing the new because let's be honest, we, we run an education system that was founded hundreds of years ago. Um, and we've got the opportunity here now to really push ourselves and, and break the mold of what, what it can look like for our kids and, and really push our kids with what's really important. And I reckon that's the key, finding out and having those frank and honest discussions about what, what is it that our kids actually need? Um, because that's where we're gonna get it right. Not just throwing out the old, yet yeah, we need to teach them to throw a ball. We know we need to teach them to throw a ball, yeah. um, but we can do that um, and break the mold in how we do that in so many more clever ways. Um, and I think we've shown that. In, in the last nine weeks, um, you know, I watched a, I watched this beautiful video um, of a, fr a friend of mine in, in England and he's a PE teacher. And just some of the challenges he's been putting up for his kids um, were phenomenal, like phenomenal. And he's not a big social media guy. And I only saw his videos um, actually through my wife's because my wife and, and his wife work together. Um, and some of the stuff he was putting up for his kids were just fantastic. Absolutely. And right out of the box, you know. Um, and I just think that's how we need to do it. Like that's, you know, so I've got my kids making challenges um, for the rest of the school, for, for the rest of the year. Um, just some fun house recorded challenges that the kids are going to earn house points for. They're going to build on the skills, but we're trying to really bring that link of home and school together. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just think it's too good, not, too good an opportunity, mate, to pass up on um, in, in breaking the mould of how we do things. Yeah, I love it. Hey, I'm going to take that as your final word because you just summed that up so well is that, you know, it's breaking the mould and just moving on. I'm not even going to summarise it because people will get blurred. But um, as a, it's been a pleasure joining you today and um, being able to chat all things uh, teaching as always and I know you're, you've got to go off to a class uh, in about an hour and you've got some prep stuff to do as well but uh, no it is uh, always good to chat with you and I know we only live um, five kilometres from each other but we don't see each other uh, enough um, so it is uh, it is your birthday coming up soon so we are um, we're hoping that we'll, um, we'll get to see you in some very funny sights that night <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. All good. No, you're only as old as you feel, mate. So yes. I still can't grow I still can't grow a proper beard, so I'm still taking I'm I'm only I'm only, you know, fresh 18, 20 year old. <laughs> oh yeah, well see, I'm I'm 10 year old Andy, always. <laughs> I love it. I love all it. Good. The, all the good, problem. mate. Yeah. All right, legend. Thank you so much. No, thank you. And um if anyone wants to get in contact with you, mate, how are they gonna get in contact with you? Uh, so yeah, Twitter, is it at, at, at Azalanche? Um, 
I, I don't know, Instagram, I say, oh, I'm hopeless with social media, I'm not going to lie. It's, uh, we are, I think, just at, as a gardener on uh, Instagram, if they, yes. they'd like See the surf pit, pics and the mini surfboards. But yeah, Twitter's probably the best one, man. Yeah, I, absolutely. I or, or Armstrong Creek School, they can always look up the website and, and get me through my email off there. So yeah. yeah, always happy to have a chat, mate. And I'll post your phone number so those can order free pizzas to you. That'd be um, very well uh, well taken. <laughs> I love it. Mate, I'm trying to shake the post-COVID weight, so no free pizzas, thank you. No free pizzas. <laughs> no, just pieces of lettuce. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Nah, all Mate, good. Hey, thanks so thank much, you. And, um, To all the people out there, like we say, keep doing what you're doing because you guys are crushing it. Yeah, well said. Good man. Legend. <laughs> what? Babbitt. Yesterday. <laughs> what? Babbitt. Babbitt. <laughs> what? Here we go again. Ah, ha, ha.